Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God Launch Podcast, and today's episode, I'm talking to Donna, and we are discussing metrics and how important it is to actually look at our numbers and understand what's going on. Because if you don't know your numbers, it's going to be hard to grow and scale your business, right? And you won't know what, uh, what's going on. You won't know if the expenses is too high or, you know, do you actually have a profit? Uh, all those things. So, you know, sexy no, it's not. Numbers are not sexy, but they are very important. And if you really want to step up the game and really know what's going on, then you have to actually look at the numbers. Also, this week, you can join the three-part Launching by Choice video series that I'm creating. Uh, inside of that, you will discover the three key elements every launch needs and how missing images of one of these will keep you from growing and scaling your business. Uh, I will show you the biggest mistakes most struggling online coaches make with their launches and how to eliminate them. Plus, we'll uncover one of the untold secrets that most unstoppable CEOs don't talk about that has a massive impact on performance of your launch. So please join me now in three-part launching by choice video series so you can stop your overwhelm and start having fun and simple money-making launches now. You can find the link in the description in the show notes, go click it, and I'll see you there. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today I have Donna with me, uh, and we are going to talk about numbers, uh, metrics, which is not so sexy, but it's super important, and I'm so glad that Donna's here to take us through that and just explain to us why it's so important and what we should be looking for. So welcome, Donna. Thank you, Ken. I'm so happy to be here and to share with your audience. Yeah. I, like I said, you know, I, it's having those metrics and knowing them, that's kind of what gives us the possibility to grow and scale our business. You know, without the numbers, we don't actually know how we're performing. So it doesn't matter how much you hate it, you still have to know it, right? Yes, yes. And then you know what, as we'll talk about, it doesn't have to be as scary as people think it is. It doesn't have to be as complicated. We can simplify it and make it work, even if you think you're afraid of numbers. Exactly. And I love simplifying things. That's so perfect. Um, but before we get into that, I would love for you to just give us a quick introduction on who you are, who you help and how you help them. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Donna Dubay, founder of Productivity Plus. And we are here to help online business owners maximize their profit through leveraging the power of their data. And so I'm an operations gal. I'm in the back end of your business um, and really focusing on what metrics are most important for you and then how you're going to make smart database decisions going forward based on the insights that, that those numbers give you. Numbers are great, but on their own, they don't do any magic. You have to take the action to be able to uh, really move your business forward. And so that's where I spend my time helping business owners in that end of things. Beautiful. So let's just start at the beginning. You know, why is it so important to track these metrics? What are they telling us? You know, why? Yeah. Why is it so, so important? Yeah. 
Good question. So even as a business as a whole, it's important to track. And when you're thinking about launching, it's also important to track. So it's both times. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, as a business as a whole, you want to be able to know, quickly know the health and wealth of your business. You want to know where your customers are coming from in terms of what channels, what sources, is it social media? Are they coming from your emails? Where are you getting customers? And what actions they're taking once they find you mm-hmm. um, so that you can optimize and capitalize on what's working for your business. Yeah, exactly. On the other side, you also want to know, am I doing things that isn't really giving me a great return on investment? Now, are myself or my team spending time on things and we're not getting customers from it, we're not getting sales from it, and therefore maybe we shouldn't be concentrating so much effort on those things. Um, And so it kind of helps on both sides of things. Mm -hmm. So I like to tell business owners, I want to look at your business holistically. And so when we're looking at numbers, we're going to look at three main areas. Your finances, obviously, because you're in business and this is not a hobby. (laughs) And so, yes, we do want to break down some of those numbers on your P&L statement because it's not just the revenue that you're getting in. We have to look at those expenses as well and what you're actually left with in terms of your And then second area, of course, is your marketing, whether you're brick and mortar or you're an online business marketing is a piece of the game. And so really looking at how customers are coming to us, what they're doing when when they're coming to us and what efforts we're using to really maximize the time that we're spending there. Mm -hmm. And then the third area I call operations or team. And so if you're a solopreneur or whether you have a team, this is also important. You want to know what client activities or certain services, depending on your business, you're spending the most time on and what's that return on investment. If you have a membership, for example, what's that churn rate? Is there a certain time period when people are staying and then they're leaving? And what can you do to increase that? If you have a team, what's your return on investment on your team members? What activities are they doing? And that's really affecting your bottom line. So what I try to do is measure metrics from each of those three areas, but always bring it into what your business goals are Mm -hmm. for the next six to 12 months, um, because that's really the measuring stick. Right. So if you have certain goals for your business, we want to make sure that we're measuring. Are you getting to those goals? Are you reaching them? Are you exceeding them? Where are we in that in that uh, realm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, you know, numbers will tell you whether you have to fix this or if you can you know, take it even further and scale it and prove it. Um, it's often easy to. You know, if the numbers looking good, it's easy to make those numbers look even better. And once you actually do see that things are working, but I mean, it's just like yes. with launches. You know, if you have a launch that's basically failing, um, you, it's easy to think that okay, well, screw this, uh, it's failing, nothing worked, so uh, let's not try this again. But obviously, if you look at it as a way of learning from those mistakes, and you do the same thing with um, the numbers. You know, if the the numbers are not good. Okay, what are we doing wrong here? What is the cause of this? And how can we figure out to make it better? Should we cut it out? What What's the next step, right? Yeah, for sure, Ken. And you know, when we're looking at numbers, there's kind of two kinds. So we're going to look at things that we call leading and things that we call lagging. Mm-hmm. So just as an example, those lagging numbers are things that have already happened. And so right. we're looking at it after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe our revenue after a launch or our sales, those kind of things, they've already been done. We're looking at them after and saying, okay, how did it go? Mm-hmm. Our leading things are things like our marketing. How many people are we getting into our sales funnel? How many eyeballs are seeing that we're actually launching this new service or product? 
to begin with. And so those leading metrics become really important when we are going to launch, whether it's a new product or it's something you've already launched before, Mm -hmm. but really honing into those leading metrics. Because if we look at them from the beginning before we actually launch and we know what we want to track, then during the launch, we can have those numbers right front and center for us. So either you as a leader or someone on your team can be looking at those numbers daily during the launch. And that's where the real nuggets are, because that's when you can tweak live during mm-hmm. the launch and really make a difference. Yeah, that's exactly so what I So I'll just give a client example. Um, I was working with a client recently and she had her metrics set up before the launch. We had made her a launch dashboard. So kind of like the dashboard in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can quickly see what was happening during the launch. And we noticed that the mobile views to the checkout page was quite low. We thought, hmm, it's 2022. We're pretty sure people are buying on their (laughs) phones. What's happening? Most likely. And so, yeah. So we dug in a little bit further. Well, sure enough, there were enough people coming to the sales page. So lots of people were getting to the sales page. They were getting to the checkout page, but then they weren't actually buying. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's happening? So we dug in further. And when we looked at the layout of the checkout page, the CTA button was very low mm-hmm. on mobile view compared to desktop. So that's that call to action button that we want people to press and say, yes, buy now. And so when we move that up higher on mobile view, more people saw it, more people took action right away wow. and the sales went up on mobile. So just a simple tweak, we never would have known <laughs> yeah. if we didn't. And you think it's so numbers. ridiculous. I mean, aren't you on the checkout page to actually buy? So wouldn't you just scroll just a little bit down to find that button? But clearly not. It's like, oh, I don't see the checkout button. So, okay, well, I guess I'm not buying then. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And it's such a simple thing, right? And you would think it wouldn't have made it, but it made a difference. And so just by looking at those numbers on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. you can see little things like that and tweak it. You're not going to totally revamp your product, obviously, no, no. during the launch. But small things like that can make a difference and ultimately, you know, change the success of your launch. Absolutely. And let's say you are on the verge of breaking even or losing money on the launch. That little tweak can actually make you go above breaking even. Yeah, and you wouldn't exactly. have known that if you actually didn't look at the numbers or the data during the launch. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, one thing that I come to mind is that I think a lot of people think about when they think about numbers and tracking all that, it trips them up because they, you know, how do I track all this? Do I have to use a, a certain software? Where do I find the numbers? How do I connect all of this? You know, it's, it, it might seem a little bit overwhelming for people who are not, you know, not interested in figuring it out or they're just scared of trying to yes. get on into the tech and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And so what I like to do is tell people to start simple at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so before you're going to launch a product, really sit and look at, okay, what are my goals for this launch? Certainly you're going to have revenue goals, but even in that, I encourage you to have good, better, and best Mm -hmm. revenue goals. So your good goal is if you've launched something like this previously, that's something you know is attainable. Then your better is a little bit higher and your best is a stretch. Mm -hmm. But that gives you a cushion because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on business owners when they're launching to reach a certain revenue amount. And this kind of gives you a cushion to say, okay, we've made it this far. Can we get to best or can we get to better? Um, And so it's not based on just one number. If we don't make that number, we're a complete fail. So that's one thing to start to look at. 
And then from there, what are your other goals in terms of the launch? And so maybe you want to be looking at your team and how your team is doing. What's the stress level um, of your team members leading up to the launch and during the launch? Mm -hmm. You want to be looking at even your stress level and your time level. You know, maybe you decided you're going to do a live every day leading up to the launch. And partway through, you're like, oh, this is just way too much. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. These are all good things to learn and then tweak again for the next launch. So it's not just about revenue is is really what I'm what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. So you figure out what metrics you really want to track. And another piece of that is really looking at your sales funnel as a whole funnel and making sure that you know what the conversion is at each step. So let's say for example your customer journey is that you have a webinar to start with to bring people into your audience. So you want to know how many people attended, how long did they stay on the webinar? And then from there, how many people went from the webinar to your sales page? From your sales page to your checkout page. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, your checkout page to thank you or whatever you have after that. And measure the conversion rate each step along that customer journey. Because, again, you could be getting a lot of eyeballs on one part of it. And Mm -hmm. people are dropping off at different parts. And you don't know where or why. Mm -hmm. And so by actually measuring the conversion each step of the way, you can see, oh, okay, yeah, lots of people made it to the checkout page, but they didn't buy. So either there was something off with my pricing, there was something off with the checkout page. Did I have a cart abandonment sequence set up so that those who made it there got a few nudges to say, hey, I noticed you were here, Um, those sorts of things. And so you can tweak based on what those conversion rates are along the way. So not just measuring my overall funnel performance was X, but actually each step of the way, Mm -hmm. looking at what that conversion rate is. Yeah. Um, And so those are the main ones that I encourage people to look at, especially with launching. Um, Of course, when it comes to your whole business, that's that's another story. But (laughs) those ones, if you can measure those before you start a launch, then you're in, in good shape in terms of you know, making sure you're getting enough people to start with at the top of your funnel. Mm-hmm. And certainly if you're running ads, then you want to be, you know, tracking that as well, because mm-hmm. that's your dollars, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And what are some of the like, uh, industry standards in terms of conversion rates on the dif- um, different aspects of the funnel? I mean, it would yes. vary obviously a lot when you, <laughs> the further down you come down the line, obviously. It does vary a lot. Yes. And of course, the, you know, the higher up, the lower the conversion rate. And as they get warmer and they get closer to purchasing, then you would expect a little bit um, higher rate. But it varies among industry as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to just kind of give a blanket number is difficult. But what I encourage people to do is if you have launched before, try to compare what you're doing now to what you did before. And so if you have those numbers from before, what was my conversion? before then you're trying to you know increase that mm-hmm. the next time you launch yeah um so that sort of you know if you have those numbers it's nice if you don't have those numbers then definitely up at the top you're looking at you know two three percent conversion is is good if you're looking at cold audience coming to to your sales page mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's probably what trips a lot of people up too is first of all they don't look at the percentage they just look at you know, the M numbers of people buying or whatever. And that doesn't really give you the right number, obviously. And people also might think that, you know, 2%, that's really low. It's just 2%. But 
like you said, you know, if you have more than 2%, you're actually in good company. Yes. <laughs> Technically, yes. but yeah. you actually have to calculate this and figure out what that number is. Yes, exactly. And so a nice thing to do is to kind of reverse engineer it. Mm -hmm. So if you know, okay, I've got a launch coming up, I would like to make 10 sales. And so reverse engineer how many people you're going to need each step of the way to see how many people you're actually going to need looking at your sales page mm -hmm. to be able to get that 10 sales at the end. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of gives you a better view of the numbers that you would need to start with. Yeah. Um, because you're right. I think a lot of people get tripped up and say, well, if I need 10 sales, if I have, you know, 20 people looking at it, I'm good, but it's not, <laughs> you need, you know, significantly higher numbers than that. Yeah. So, Especially if you're attracting cold audience, then definitely uh, a lot higher than that. Yes. Um, so what is, what would you say is the uh, most important metric to measure when you're in a launch? Yeah. Well, for sure, you want to be looking at your sales. And so um, if you have a payment plan and also, you know, a full payment or you have different options, you want to be breaking that out as well. So you can really see where where your customers are, are going in terms of sales that way. The other side of it is you want to be ahead. And so you want to know how many people are coming and looking at your social media posts, at your email sequence, if you have that going out to your to your list. And, um, you know, are people clicking those call to action buttons or whatever you have in the post? Are they going on and, and moving to the next step? So you can do that through um, using special links called UTMs. Mm -hmm. And so you basically add a special link to the email or to your Facebook post to say, to tell Google, these people came from my Facebook post. So you can actually drill down and know, oh, okay, post number seven on Tuesday, that CTA button, a lot of people clicked and went to my sales page. Right. So, so that really helps. We're talking to about down. Google Analytics, right? So that's that's yes. a platform you're using, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. For the marketing side, a lot of that data will come from Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, yeah, basically, if you haven't set that up, set that up as soon as possible. <laughs> yes, definitely. So if you're going to be launching soon, then yes, I would definitely set up Google Analytics. And just as a side, as we're recording this, it's July of 2022. And in July of 2023, Google Analytics is changing their platform to a new Google Analytics called mm. GA4. Uh -huh. And so I think in the long run, it's going to be better for us. It's going to be easier for us um, to track data. They're going to have some AI component in there as well. And um, they'll be able to cross different domains. So if you have your website on one domain and you have lead pages for your sales page um, and your checkout pages on Thrivecart, it'll mm -hmm. be able to cross those domains a lot easier than the current Google Analytics can. So in the long run, it's going to be good. At the moment, it's not great for reporting. And so it's difficult to get the data out of and look at in any sort of uh nonsensical way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, what I'm suggesting clients do is that you go in, it only takes a couple of minutes and set up Google Analytics for now so that it can be tracking your data from now until July. Because once July comes, they're going to move over to the new GA4. And um, if you don't have it set up already, you'll have no data mm. because it doesn't go reverse. It only goes from the day you set it up going forward. Right. Right. Yeah. So set it up now, let it just track in the background so that when you get there next year, you have data in there to 
to start looking at and start making decisions from. That's a good advice. Um, but do you use Google Analytics throughout the funnel uh, in, in, in a launch or are you using any other software to track those metrics? Yeah, good question, Ken. So what I like to do, because for anyone who's been in the back end of Google Analytics, it's a little overwhelming yeah. and sometimes hard <laughs> to figure out where do I go? Where do I find this? And so what I like to do is pull in data from many sources. Google Analytics is one of them. Um, mm -hmm. and display that data on a dashboard. Again, making it really easy to see and making it very visual instead of a bunch of numbers in Google Analytics that sometimes is hard to tell what's up and what's down. So the visual dashboard will have uh, pie charts, bar graphs, all those types of things. So you can quickly see patterns and trends without having to get lost in the numbers. And so we can pull data in from Google Analytics. We can pull in from your cart tool. We can pull in some from QuickBooks in terms of your financials. And so it really helps to be able to pull it all together into one place and it will automatically update. So as a business owner, you can go in and look at it whenever you like, mm -hmm. and um, you can share it with your team. You can print a PDF, you know, there's lots of options there. And so that makes it really easy to be able to see what's happening in terms of the health and wealth of your business without having to dive into four different software tools and try and make sense of all the analytic numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said, you know, that's probably one thing that does trip people up that they have to, you know, look in so many different places, figure out what is what. And um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just so overwhelming. I think for a lot of people. It is. It's very overwhelming. And, you know, I like to relate it to analogy of your car. Mm -hmm. So most of us are not on the mechanics. We don't know a lot about what's under the hood in terms of our car, but we get in our car, we're ready for a road trip. We start it. The first thing we look at is our dashboard. Mm. Do I have a full tank of gas? Is my engine light on? You know, my oil level okay? Everyone's got their seatbelts on. We're ready to go. And so we don't really deal with what's under that hood. Mm -hmm. That's for the specialist mechanic, right? And so I look at all the data coming from all the different sources that you have as what's under the hood. And that dashboard is like what's what you're looking at and when you're driving your car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Absolutely. Um, so obviously we need to track these numbers. How often should we keep an eye on this? Is, is it daily or is it enough to just check in every other day or once a week? Or Right. It, yeah. it, definitely, I'm not I just suggest, talking about launches, but in business as well. In business as well. Yeah. Okay. I would suggest during launches that um, we look at it daily again, mm -hmm. because we can just see those little things that need to be tweaked. And sometimes in 10 minutes, we can make a difference. Right. Um, in terms of the whole business, I like to tell business owners to look at it at least monthly. And so I suggest that they put a recurring task in their calendar for about 15 minutes to go in and look at that dashboard. Certainly, they're welcome to look at it more. And I love it when people want to, but mm -hmm. as a starting point in something realistic, uh, once a month. So at least you've, you've got a set pattern and you're not going to go six months without knowing where you're at in terms of your business goals and making sure you're going to meet those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Monthly. Okay. I, yes. um, I would definitely check in after more often, I think, because it just makes sense to stay on track of kind of what's happening in your business as you go along, because in a month, it could be too late to, you know, change whatever it is that's happening, obviously. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, and again, sometimes just depends on the person, right? Um, yeah. If I find sometimes some of my clients are very number 
scared, if you want to put it that way, at the mm-hmm. beginning. And so just having them be able to do that monthly is already a, a challenge. And, and um, it's a good thing that they're getting into that pattern. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the more frequently, I mean, you can even set it as part of your CEO coffee date, if you wish. Um, you know, that time that you spend on your business, um, that can be part of your routine. And again, it doesn't take long when it's in a visual format because you can quickly see like I, I'm imagining now if we had a bar graph of um, our revenue versus our expenses over three or four months, you're quickly going to see, well, April's expenses were way up. Mm-hmm. What did we do? Oh, yeah. Well, we bought this and this for the retreat that's coming up. Okay. Oh, look at January. We had a huge you know, revenue spike there. What did we do? Well, we had a huge sale for New Year's. Well, that was a good thing. Let's do that again next year. You know, those types of things quickly you can get that information Mm -hmm. and you mentioned something earlier on it in terms of um revenue kind of versus profit obviously revenue is great but just like you said you know when you have expenses what about the profit so it's easy to think about the revenue i'm gonna make 100k next year awesome and then you get the next year and you made 100k but what's left yes yes 100 percent. and so i suggest Yes, looking at revenue and expenses, but also having a scorecard on the side there that is telling you your profit margin, which is the percent of basically what you have left, Mm -hmm. right? And so you want to know month to month, where are you at? And you want to be able to track that over time so that you can make it better as you go along. Because as you grow and scale and your team grows and scales, you're going to end up having more expenses. And you want to be able to make sure you're keeping that in line with the revenue that you are, that you are getting. And so profit margin is really important there to, to see, you'd be surprised how many businesses, again, we, you know, on social media, wherever people are saying, Oh yeah, my revenue is Mm -hmm. X amount, but behind the scenes, you don't know actually how much they're keeping. And so, yeah, really important to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's because I've heard about, you know, people making a lot of money and uh, also getting you know, told that, well, yes, you made a lot of money, but <clears throat> you spend more than you actually made this month. So <laughs> we we didn't actually make that much money. Yes. Yes. And I mean, hopefully you have a good bookkeeper who is meeting with you regularly mm-hmm. and keeping you on top of those. Um, but again, that's after the fact, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so... Um, damage is already yeah. done, basically. The damage is done, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's you know, in part of just growing and scaling your business and it's easy to get carried away, uh, you know, with expenses, hiring team maybe, and you, you're trying to really elevate, but at the same time, you have to look at, you know, what is the cost and do we actually manage to keep the cost down as we scale as well, or at least enough till make some profit. Yeah. Yeah. And again, sometimes it's simple. Like I know I've been in businesses before and we've noticed, whoa, those re- those expenses are really climbing. What's happening? And so we actually go to QuickBooks and look at the different categories for expenses and which ones are really standing out as you know high. And lots of times it's software or tools mm. that we bought that we're no longer using or at least not using to capacity, but we're still paying monthly for. Because mm-hmm. we've forgotten that we have, you know, X, Y, Z, and, um, you know, that's $40 a month here and there, uh, it can add up. And Absolutely. so just, you know, that really highlights, okay, where do I have to look further? And then 
taking that action and digging in a little bit further and, and making those um, decisions will really help. Yeah. And obviously it could be, you know, if you have an annual subscription instead, then obviously we'd get a peak every time you have these um, renewals, obviously. Yeah, Mm. for sure. All right. Um, Is there anything that you feel that we should have mentioned by now? Um, I think we covered a lot, obviously. Um, Numbers numbers are not sexy, I know, but... (laughs) from what we talked about, you know, it's so important to just stay on track with those numbers just to know, you know, the health of your business basically. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it doesn't have to be scary. It can, it can really be presented in a visual way and you don't have to measure everything. Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking at your business as a whole, you know, eight to 12 metrics, just start there. And so ask yourself, okay, what are my business goals for the next 12 months? Well, I want to increase my visibility. Make that goal measurable. Mm-hmm. So increasing visibility is great, but by how much and where, right? So when it's something that's measurable, now then you can put a metric to it and actually track. Am I getting there? Okay, mm-hmm. I want to increase my visibility by 20%. I want to increase um, you know, my email list, let's say, by X amount of subscribers. Um, and so then month, two months, three months in, you can start looking at where am I? Okay, well, I've increased it by this much. I'm on my way. Oh, wow, I've increased it a lot. I'm going to exceed my target. Or, you know what, what I'm doing isn't really working. I haven't increased it that much. Let me try a different tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think maybe in the simplest form, you could say like you have the revenue and you have the expenses and then you have what's left. And if you just could at least track those three you're you will at least know what's going on and then you obviously can go in and take a close look if you see something is not working as it should but at least look at those three right yeah for sure yeah and i mean you can do it um via spreadsheet if that's Mm -hmm. what you like to do or you have some on your team on your team who can do that the only thing is it's not as scalable and so as you grow and and build it becomes a little bit harder to keep up with. But yeah. if if you like that style, it's certainly a place to start. I'd rather you start there <laughs> than not start at all. <laughs> yes, exactly. So right? true. Yeah. It's because it's just, you know, it's amazing the transformation and, and the changes that I've seen. Like I gave the example of the launch, but another example is a, a client who was selling um, uh, educational courses to healthcare professionals. And so she was saying, well, her target audience is early grads. And so she wanted to be on a lot of social media channels because she wasn't sure where these young people were hanging Mm -hmm. out. And um, it was really burning her out. She had a social media assistant and she was working full capacity. And the leader was also trying to do social media. And she was really feeling stressed and overwhelmed by the amount of trying to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I said to her, let's take a pause and find out where your target audience is actually seeing your content. And so at that point we didn't have a dashboard. So I just went into Google analytics and took a look and surprisingly enough, people were coming from Facebook to her website Mm -hmm. to to look around and, and um, you know, opt in that kind of thing. But when we looked at the actual conversions of people who were buying, most people were coming from Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so her Facebook and her Instagram were really the two channels that were making a difference. 
she didn't have to worry about YouTube and TikTok and this and that. <laughs> she wasn't getting much traffic yeah. from there and definitely not conversions, right? And so it's, you know, great they're all there, but don't stress yourself out trying to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Find out what 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 your target audience is, where they're how they're finding your content and then optimize and capitalize that. Mm-hmm. And based on that, it sounds like, you know, if she went to Facebook for getting free opt-ins, boom, you go there. Once you start selling things, go to Instagram because that's where the buyers are. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so once you know that, it's it's easy as the business leader to say, okay, I'm going to change my, my tactic and do this, this, and this. But without having that data, you don't know. So you think, mm-hmm. I have to be everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um so where can people reach out to you, connect with you, uh, work with you? Yeah. 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 So my website is productivityplusva.ca. So welcome to go there. I have a blog and lots of resources there to check out. I'd also be happy to uh, have your listeners uh, join in on my website, Traffic Dashboard. And so this is a dashboard that they can hook up to their Google Analytics and quickly be able to see who's coming to the website what actions they're taking, what content that they're currently putting out that people are attracted to, and also what keywords people are using to Mm. find their content. And so that can really get you started in looking at your data. It's not a a lot at once, so it's not overwhelming. Um, There's a little mini course. It's about nine lessons, and there's some video there to show you how to hook up your Google Analytics to the dashboard. So um, it's easy to do. You can do it under 30 minutes. It's not, uh, not complicated, Um, but that's a good place to start. And Mm -hmm. then you can, you know, go in there and start seeing, okay, what is my people doing in terms of the marketing side? Beautiful. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this, uh, you know, learning a little bit more about metrics and numbers and just knowing where to look and what to look for. And yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you. It was fun. All right. Thank you to everybody who's been listening in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.